on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Well, finally, some rate relief in Australia. At least they aren't any higher this week. The RBA deciding to leave interest rates at 4.1%. But here's a question for you today. When a central bank decides to leave rates on hold because they're fearful about the economy, is that good or bad news? I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. All right. So if you have a mortgage, you're probably a bit of relief at the moment because we've been warned that more hikes are on the way, but not right now. Except for a brief pause in April, the Reserve Bank has lifted rates from near zero to an 11-year high of 4.1% in almost 12 consecutive meetings. While not as high as some of the other countries, the RBA still has faced criticism for the pace, the huge growth in the changes as well for how it communicated the changes, particularly when everyone thought everything was okay. One of those criticisms is because of how much risk there is in mortgages in Australia, which puts increased pressure on those households and also the market in general. Regardless, the consensus among economists was that the they would actually have to rate, raise rates again on Tuesday, but that didn't happen. The big four banks, though, also caught off guard, as all of them, except for the Commonwealth Bank, have predicted further rises would be on the cards. Now, all of these rises are, of course, to tackle inflation, as we know, and that we saw some signs of that falling to key areas across Australia. But looking forward, some economists are predicting inflation to remain a little bit more sticky when those figures come in for July when they're released next month. To discuss exactly what this means, we're joined by Chris Ford from Compare the Market. Uh, great to have you with us. Were you? Uh, did you see no rate rise as a good thing or a bad thing for the economy? Yeah, hi, Aaron. Look, it's uh, definitely a sigh of relief for mortgage holder. A mortgage holder... Uh, myself and uh, with an investment property, I did breathe a, a sigh of relief that another hit was coming. If we look at sort of average loan size, it was going to be another 100, 150, 200, 250 dollars that we're going to be on to uh, loans uh, uh, in terms of minimum monthly repayment increases. So uh, a sigh of relief in terms of an economic viewpoint, somewhat of a surprise. Yes, there were predictions that it would need to increase again another 25 basis points. So now it's it's not really a question what's going to happen in August. It looks like that uh, 25 basis point increase uh, is getting closer to being baked in and to bring that inflation uh, target uh, down towards that two to three uh, percent. Big, like, like you mentioned, that CPI data to come out at the end of this month. Uh, all eyes will be on that now. Yeah, very much so, because here's the problem. If you tell people that interest rates aren't going to rise, they may believe that things are okay. Essentially, they're saying that things might actually be improving, that it's a sign that the economy is fine. Let's go out and spend, which could then, of course, push up that inflation for next month, forcing the RBA to act again. Is that a fair kind of look at the cycle? Yeah, it's, it's a really difficult one to read between the lines, if you like. Philip Lowe, again, saying that further tightening of monetary policy may be required. He said that every time. So uh, it's hard to know uh, which one and which instance is going to be the boy cry wolf and it's going to be a hold. And uh, maybe we can uh, release those purse strings just that little bit more. Uh, we do know that they are adamant. Uh, uh, this is nearing the end uh, of what's uh, to be Philip Lowe's tenure if if those reports are believed to be true when his term does expire in September. So a really big decision coming in August uh, with households that are already really pushed the limit. 
Because the inflation number that we have at the moment might be down on the previous month, but it's still not the target that the RBA actually wants. So the idea now is that they essentially have a bit of a pause because it takes time to witness the result of a decision. So last month, for example, an increase, they have to wait to see the impact of that because it takes quite some time. I think anyone who goes out on a weekend or heads to a shopping mall sees cars parked to the brim. You can't get in. The feeling is that things in the economy, there might be some parts that are struggling, but everyone still seems to be out and about looking for a good time. Yeah, well, that, that, it's an interesting observation. I, and, and look, the other point is that we've uh, obviously introduced this monthly indicator for CPI, and that came in at 5.6%, but it seems mm. like it doesn't carry a lot of weight. We are really uh, looking um, at the uh, labour market. Um, it looks like that is ease. We are uh, looking further ahead to that quarterly uh, release. But yes, there has been some increased spending. There's uh, some reports that uh, the older generations, boomers and the like, uh, they sold up through COVID for an increased profit and they are uh, the ones that are spending big at the moment, while some of the younger generations who've really jumped into the market at its peak are holding on. Uh, but it is a fine line that uh, Philip Lowe and the RBA do need to walk. Is one more increase going to push us uh, into a recession? There are obviously fears abroad that that is going to be the case um, in some global economies, and that's why some softening there. So a lot to play out in the back half of this year. And then we look towards next year. I've been speaking to some economists the past few days who suggest that we may see something like four interest rate cuts next year when they work out that they've slowed the economy, but they need to restart the economy and kickstart the economy. Do you see that likely? And could you imagine the impact that will have on house prices? Yeah, well, look, prices uh, for homes, if we look at the sort of median increases, have have jumped in the last few months, and that is in a rate tightening cycle. So, uh, you know, one could assume that we are going to see another jump in the property market should those uh, decreases of the cash rate come uh, in the, you know, sort of uh, May uh, next year, as has been reported. So it is going to be a really interesting uh, six to 12 months ahead for Aussie homeowners on both ends of the spectrum. And what should they be looking at? What do you think if you have a mortgage at the moment and you're feeling a little bit stressed, is the number you look at the inflation figures essentially, is that what you should be looking out for? Well, that, that's going to be a key marker, yes. And they have sort of uh, kept repeating that 2 to 3% target range. Obviously, some speculation from other analysts in the market to say whether that needs to be assessed. Uh, when it comes to a homeowner uh, doing it tough, there's obviously a, a huge peak in refinancing. Uh, it was the biggest month, or second biggest month, I should say, uh, reported by the ABS for refinancing. But our borrowing power has drastically reduced through the COVID period. If we're looking, you know, at a, a couple on a combined 150,000 um, in May last year, they could uh, borrow nearly up to a million dollars. Now uh, that's $300,000 less. So if you are going to refinance, um, you may uh, and not have those same options available to you that when you j first jumped in uh, into your loan. So it, it is going to be a really tricky time um, for people to build back equity in their property if they are looking to refinance and potentially reduce their rate. Yeah, a really good point. One of the other things we've seen as well is kind of like the, the blockbuster uh, property reports as well. Um, we've seen jobs reports, we've seen retail sales as well, which indicates the RBA feels like there might be more work to be done. But 
if there is going to be a recession, if they force us into a recession, they want it to be light, right? Which is why they're essentially trying to buy themselves some time to make sure that they're not responsible for a deep recession a couple of months down the track. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. I, I think that is why it is this fine line, this pause and assess, um, uh, take a moment uh, to breathe and, and see this path ahead. It's a narrow path um, uh, that, that has been widely uh, reported. And if it is going to be a recession that it isn't, it, it is a short one and that we are not dipping and going into full reverse. It, we're going to have to look, keep looking at these uh, global markets too. We're well behind in terms of the uh, our central bank in terms of how we've moved uh, with interest rates. We were slow to do it at the start and we haven't gone as far, even as um, far as our neighbours uh, across the ditch in New Zealand. So uh, there will be some criticism to come. And look, let's give Philip Lowe just a, a pause. It's an incredibly tough job. Um, if he doesn't, <laughs> and not a way you want to leave the job if you <laughs> stuff it up and accidentally force Australia into recession. What a, what a legacy that would be. Well, exactly right. And I, and I think that legacy is somewhat hurt already. Uh, you know, the reporting uh, and the speculation that's been on him uh, directly. So, uh, look, an incredibly tough uh, decision coming up in August, but. Uh, all signs do point that we'll, we'll have that cash rate increase of 25 basis points. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. We are speaking with Chris Ford from Compare the Market. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the recent oil prices and what that could mean for household spending as well. I'm Aaron Young. Please do stay with us. Music. 